Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the happy hour. You guys know the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Monday. This is the happy hour. Did that sound go over? It did. Yeah, it's, that's Terrell's headphones for you. <laughs> There's Terrell's headphones. Welcome in. It's the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, the ticket FM. Dot com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys as usual. What's up, Rico? Healer. How's the day? Great. You know why? Why? This is my last week being 29. Okay. 29. And you're happy about that? I don't know. Okay. I just know it's my birthday on Saturday. Well, are you? Are, see, now, are you trying to make people say happy birthday to you? No, I'm trying to make people bring me gifts for the entire there week. There you go. That's it. There it is. Rico, always an ulterior motive. Uh, 100%. Welcome in. Happy Monday. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman text line are both open for you guys the entire show today, uh, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951 are at your disposal. A lot of interesting things from Matt Rule today. So I got, I'm just going to I'm gonna be honest with everybody for like a real quick second. Uh, if you're watching on the Starter Heaven Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, our cameras are going to go down real fast because it's a little laggy. So I'm going to restart okay. it in the middle of this. I know it's like a bad time, but I just I so just there you go. Stay on the stream. Stay on the stream. We're going to reset everything. Uh, but while Rico does that, once again, 402 464 5685. A lot of interesting things from Matt Rule. Uh, just got back from Memorial Stadium about, I don't know, 20 minutes ago or so. And there were some comments that were made uh, involving Nebraska's offense and the third down play that everybody's freaking out about. And I want to make sure we get this quote correct. So I'll try to pull it up as quick as I can here. Uh, This is what Matt rule said on Chubba Purdy's interception. He said, quote, I take responsibility for that. It's a great play call. Uh, He then went into kind of the play call and, and what was supposed to happen. And he said, it just wasn't quite executed. When it comes down to execution, it falls on me. When you look at the tape, it looks really, really bad. He then continued by saying, quote, everything falls on me. To be on the headset, the ball is on the five-yard line, dot, 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 dot. If it's wrong, it's on me. Let's just leave it at that. He said, can I be honest with you guys? I just want our guys to play. I want these guys to learn how to win. There, there I mean, there, there is a lot, and, and here's the kind of the feeling that I got. Uh, while sitting up on the sixth floor of Memorial Stadium today. Matt Rule is very aware 
of the feelings towards the offensive coordinator right now. 100%. They're very, very, very aware. No matter how much he says that they're blocking up the noise, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're not on social media, they know. They, well, they well, all and, know. And here's the thing. I mean, you, you look on you, you look on you know CFB stats or, or you, you pull up the stat sheet and the box scores. Everybody would have complaints with the offense right now. Yeah, it's not great. Even if the expectation isn't high, which I don't think it necessarily is for Nebraska's offense right now, and even coming into the season, the expectation wasn't high for Nebraska. You're not asking Nebraska's offense to be a top 15 offense in the country. You're not asking them to score 40 a game. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're, expect- not, you're not sitting there. If Nebraska is in Penn State's situation right now, where <laughs> Penn State just fired their offense coordinator yesterday, they've, they're averaging 37.7 points per game. They're averaging, if you round it up, 38 points per game. Nebraska, how many times have they scored 38 points in a game? Now, with, with now, here's here's a little bit of the difference. Here's the difference. Is that, unfortunately, Penn State didn't do all that well. I think they went 5 of 20 combined on third down against Ohio State and Michigan. They scored 15 points against one of the teams. They scored 12 against the other. So, against the best teams in the Big Ten Conference, and if you're in Penn State's case, you're, you're the two big dogs, the two other teams that you need to compete for a Big Ten, you know, East Division win. You're not you're not doing the job. Yeah, it's a big but, Ten title. If but you win just that side. but just two weeks ago, you put up 51 points on Maryland, yep. where Nebraska struggled to put up 10. And on the two possessions that they did put up points, one of them was off of a fumble where Nebraska got it at the 25 yard line. The other was off of an incredibly acrobatic and uh, impressive interception by Javen Wright, the toe tap, the toe tap with his left foot at the 31. And out of, out of one of those, you got a touchdown out of the other. You got a field goal. Nebraska, they showed the ability, especially when Chubba Purdy came in. And even when Jeff Sims came in for a, for a decent chunk of the time that they were able to move the ball, Mm -hmm. but the capitalizing, the, the red zone offense, just the it's it's even a, a, if you want to go an extension of the red zone, like the opponent's 40 yard line and in Nebraska just looks in, you know, not capable of doing anything. When the field shrinks, Nebraska doesn't have enough confidence in their power running game to stick with it. So they try to get cute and start passing the ball into small windows where their quarterbacks struggle to throw the ball regardless whether the window is small or whether the window is big. So when Nebraska gets into a situation where the field is shrunk and they need to make a play, they're not sure what they're going to do. And instead of maybe lean on the running game that got you down the field, again, they, for whatever reason, don't have the confidence in their power running game to just line up and push somebody out of the way. So for some reason, they decided we should pass to throw them off Maybe a little trying to outsmart the team, the the opponent, and they're outsmarting themselves, or they're getting a little too cute for their own good, and they end up turning the ball. They've turned the ball mm-hmm. over so many times, throwing the ball into the end zone. It's it's almost it's ridiculous. There well, there have been so many different times where you've you've had the ball in very very plus territory, and you've decided instead of maybe running the ball or or throwing the ball where nobody can get it, I guess you throw it into coverage and it gets intercepted. It was. It was interesting because he mentioned multiple times, and and I will say Matt Rule today went on a couple of rants that kind of continued and went on and on, and he and he kind of 
I should say, you know, throw a disclaimer out there of how, hey, every question that that is he's asked, there's so many layers to it. And he's like, I just want to explain every layer and go in depth. Trying to go through everything. But now here's the deal. There was a question on on fans being critical, right? Because and I mentioned just a few minutes ago that it's very obvious and apparent Matt Rule is aware of the conversations being had around his, about his offensive coordinator. It was very obvious today. I mean, the, the amount of times that he wanted to make sure that it was him taking the blame mm-hmm. and that people knew that this is not the offensive coordinator's issue. This is not the defensive coordinator's issue. This is not special teams. It's a him issue was kind of, I mean, it got to the point where I was like, okay, dude, we get it because he was asked also about fans being critical. And he said, quote, Where's that worked out? We're just, we're just firing assistant coaches and coaches and coordinators. So we want the whole offensive staff to, or excuse me. So we want the whole offense to start over again. I'm not doing that. So unofficially, nobody's leaving all of this talk around Marcus Satterfield and Nebraska's offense goes for not. And we've seen it maybe in years past where coaches are quick to fire assistance, mm-hmm. but it's also a very sticky situation because you don't want to be loyal to a fault to where your career and your tenure goes down with you anchored to a boat. I do agree with rule in that aspect where it is year one. They are learning a new offense. Everything is new. They've had a boatload of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do agree that like you can't just look at this year one and just say, well, this didn't work. Let's try something completely different next season. I agree with that. But he's going to have to be careful if it doesn't work out again next season. And again, that's a that's a while away. We don't have to worry about that yeah. right now. We're worried about the here and the now. But if it doesn't work out again next season, then you know, you're in that situation where you're like, okay, maybe if we would have done this last year, again, whatever. Uh I I lost my train of thought for a second there. Hold on. If we would have done this last year and there were better offensive coordinators on the market than there are next year, again, if they decide to move on from Satterfield, if it doesn't work out, you're going to be looking at yourself and you're like, man, you're, you're going to be kicking yourself saying like, man, I guess maybe we should have done that. But it's year one. It's a new offense. They're learning it all. They've dealt with injuries to their starting quarterback where he missed some games. You brought in your backup. He played well enough to win some games. And now you know he's turning the ball over. He's having issues. Your starter can't seem to hold on to the mm-hmm. ball at all. And now your third string turns the ball over and is banged up. It, it, it's really just a turnover issue, I think. I, I don't know how good this offense would be if it weren't for the fact that they lead the nation in turnovers. Like, you, you yeah. look at some of these plays... You look at some of the, even the play where, where Chubba throws the interception. I know some people want to say, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You look back, you should have run the ball. They weren't having a lot of success inside the 20 running the ball. Again, they don't have any confidence in their power running game for whatever reason. So they decide to throw the ball. It was there. The play was there. There was some miscommunication. Something messed up somewhere along the line, and it led to an interception. The play calls aren't all that bad. It's just the way that things are getting executed. Here is here is the full quote from Matt Rule today. The answer in life sometimes is always just to change everything, right? Players want to transfer. Everybody wants their head coach to fire everybody. Has that worked out here, Rule said? Where has that worked out? Just firing assistant coaches and coaches and coordinators. 
So we want the whole offense to start over again with a whole new language next year. I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. We're going to get through year one. Okay. Most of our guys on offense are coming back. We'll get better and better and better. That's exactly what it is. Um, he said, what's the answer? The answer is just to keep getting a little bit better as best I can and hope that this week we put it all together. Um, it, it's just very, once, once again, this is, we're, we're learning more about how Matt rule somewhat operates when frankly adversity is, you know, strikes the program uh, because this is really the first week to where it's been the, the conversations surrounding Marcus Satterfield are as loud as they are. Because I mean, it was they, it, there was, it was loud, so bad. There was right? loud Satterfield conversations in previous weeks, but they were winning those games. And that's the thing is so you're you're figuring out ways to win Saturday. Well, and frankly, also the last two weeks, you feel like games. Those were two games that Nebraska, despite everything, even if you want to <laughs> include the turnovers, even if you want to include the defense, not necessarily taking a step back, just maybe not being as dominant. And people are going to push back and say, Nick, they held you know Michigan. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. State to X amount of points. They held Maryland to 13. What more do you want? And and I I completely agree with you there. I'm talking from a funda, f- uh, fundamental standpoint. The, the in space, the tackling in space wasn't as sharp as it normally is last Saturday. They gave up uh, some third down and long uh, plays to the to the Terrapins, and that's going to happen against better offenses. So I'm fully aware of that. At, at no at no point here am I making. A, a case to defend that the offense or that the defense needs to do more. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all, mm-hmm. but even through all of that, Nebraska still was in an opportunity to where they could walk away victorious through everything. And they just didn't execute. It's each week. There's more and more examples of stuff, not working stuff, not being executed well to where I also think today, Matt rule kind of, whether this was on purpose, whether this was accidental said something along the lines of like the turnovers aren't happening in practice. And like, I I sit here and I go, okay, well, if the turnovers aren't happening in practice and they're happening in games, I'm not sure what, like at some point players just got to execute. Do do you know why the turnovers aren't happening in practice? Because, and this is going to sound a little mean, the defense isn't very good at forcing turnovers. Well, and, 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 I suppose to an extent they've gotten better. I mean, Nebraska's defense has, has punched the ball out a couple of times. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it just feels like, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It just feels like, unfortunately, despite Nebraska forcing turnovers, the few times that they do, they have to make up so much ground. Mm-hmm. So that way in the box score or in the turnover margin category, it actually looks like they're making a difference. Yeah, you'll force because two the, turnovers. Yeah, I was saying Nebraska will force two turnovers, which is, I mean, pretty, I mean, pretty That's, good. You would take, you that. would take it. But if Nebraska is going to commit four or five, and you're going to finish the game minus two or minus three, doesn't help. It doesn't do anything for you. 
you get two extra possessions, but you're also giving the other team three extra possessions. Like it's a, it, it's, it's ridiculous. So unfortunately, I just think when you look at Nebraska, um, just kind of from once again, the, the 5,000 foot view being up in Memorial stadium, and you could really hear it throughout the press conference. And I'm excited to get Austin Strick's thoughts uh, in the, in the crossover is that he was very, very, very stern on this. It's my fault. Everything that get goes wrong is on me. Mm-hmm. I want to take all the blame. I'm the head coach. Don't blame my assistants. Don't blame my, my players. Um, and I like, yes, that's something you can respect, but I think also Husker fans are like, okay, what's next? Like what is going to happen? Because something needs to change, whether that's identifying talent in the portal and bringing them in and and that's using resources such as facilities that you're going to, you're going to pay a couple hundred million to whether that's NIL that you're asking for donations to every single game day, whether it's Husker basketball, whether it's Husker football, whatever the case may be it's everywhere, use every resource. And as we've seen, maybe this year is that they invested resources into the wrong players which means identify, you know, identifying yeah. the wrong guys is something that happened this year. And look, it's going to happen. It's going to happen every year. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to exactly. miss, you're you, going to miss every year. You need you, to hit more than you miss. Exactly. Or at least you need to hit in the right places. Yes. Uh, but I respect the hell out of rule for, for, you know, sitting up, sitting up there at the, at the podium and accepting all the shots, taking all the shots, saying, this is on me. This is on me. I'm the reason this happened, you know, yada, yada, et cetera. But after a certain point, at a certain point, it's not on the head coach anymore. And this mm-hmm. isn't blame. This is just an observation. This is not blame. After a certain point, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator need to take that next step and they need to get their players on the right pages. The, the position coaches need to make sure their players are prepared and ready for that Saturday and that they, they're, they're not going to fumble the ball. They're not going to run the wrong route. They're not going to throw an interception. They're not going to miss a block. They're not going to fall down and do whatever. You know, yeah. they, they have to make sure that they're ready for that situation. And the players need to take ownership of the moment. You need to be in that moment on that Saturday and try a little harder, make a little extra effort, hold on to the ball a little bit tighter, make an extra read, you know, keep your eyes down. Like there's so many different things that a player needs to do on their own that a coach will either tell you over and over again in practice that you need to do that. But once you get on that field, doesn't matter how many times they've told you, you have to do it. It's the it's, players need to take that ownership and take that next step and and be themselves, lead this team with their actions. So here's what's uh, what's fascinating. Here's the the full transcript from Matt Rule, and this this was once again just one question. I think Matt Rule today was asked one or two questions on Wisconsin. I mean, I, I don't remember the second one. I think he was just asked one, and it was the last question of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he had talked about, I mean, he had made mention of, yeah, we're excited to go up to Madison. We're excited to play on national TV. I don't know Luke Fickle that well, yada, yada, yada. But a specific question regarding this week's opponent, there wasn't a whole lot of conversation about that. And it was a lot of what's next. What's the adjustment after this week? Because now here you are through 10 games. Through 10 games, right? Five and five. Yes. And there's been little to no adjustment offensively. And when we talk about this, we're mostly speaking offense. Mm -hmm. We're mostly speaking offense. 
Um, so the the question that was that was asked by by Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald was quote when people are critical of Marcus Satterfield as offensive coordinator, what do you want them, fans, us, or anyone to consider when they put it on him specifically, both as a quarterback coach and a coordinator? Because Marcus Satterfield is the quarterback coach. You'll remember he was initially designed as the tight ends coach. And then they brought in Bob Wager. Bob Wager got in trouble with, with some legal stuff uh, and, and, and driving under the influence prior to the season. Josh Martin then gets elevated and Satterfield coaches quarterbacks. And Matt Rule said this, um, and I've already read the big part of it, so I'm not going to read that, that part again. But it says, fans should do that. I have no problem with that. Fans should be critical of me. Fans should be critical of Sat. For me to start, you know, quote, we got this many guys hurt. That's not who I am. I think in year one, with as many injuries as we've had, different things that have happened, like we've never made an excuse. We showed up each week, and we battled, and we're in every game, and we have a chance to be in every game. I think our guys are fighting their tails off. Uh, he says, some of you guys that get on, or excuse me, so Marcus is fighting and scratching and punching and willing to get this thing as good as we can get it. That's what all the guys are doing. Uh, it was, once again, a, a little bit more than a three-minute answer on, on that question specifically. And it, it was just really fascinating to hear, um, frankly, for, I mean, the first time this this season, this is the first time in, in Matt Rule's time at Nebraska that, hey, coaches, like assistant coaches are kind of under fire here. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing and we're learning and we're gathering information and intel on how Matt Rule is going to respond to things like that. And ultimately, we found out today that, he's going to put all of the blame on himself. It'll be fascinating though, going forward in years to come. That is uh, when we look big picture and we look, you know, down the road. Okay. How long does Matt rule stick with a guy? How quick does he make changes? Because all signs indicate and through what he said um, once again to where, so we want the whole offense to start over with a whole new language. I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. I mean, unofficially saying, hey, he, Marcus Satterfield is going to be here next year, whether fans like it or not. Yeah, he unofficially just said the, the offense. There's, there's no here. changes. The only, the only way there's changes is if they leave. are if they leave or legal troubles. That's, that's, the, that's the only way. And so um, now, now if that they leave or I have to. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that we can't you know, criticize or question um, things with Marcus Satterfield. And I believe we'll hear from, from the offensive coordinator tomorrow. But at the end of the day, that's kind of the answer. That's kind of the answer. Nebraska's offense is going to have the same coordinator next year. And I think Nebraska fans sometimes, yes, what we've seen on Saturdays this year through 10 games is incredibly frustrating, right? But don't forget where Nebraska's kind of been offensive coordinator-wise over the last couple of years. And it's been Troy Walters, Matt Lubick, Mark Whipple, and now here you are with another one. And so you're talking about just a, a lot of guys that have not been able to figure it out and they haven't had more than one or two years to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, stability is nice. And, and I think what stability goes a long way. Stability for, goes for a long way. Stability goes a long way. And then also just we're so quick to always say they don't have an identity. And maybe maybe that's on like me personally for saying, well, they don't have an identity. Well, I guess they've only been here less than a year. 
hard to, hard to put so an identity. I, I get that. Like it's, it's frustrating because we're not really seeing it and what they're saying is not really matching up. Um, and I, I don't know if I'm trying to like talk myself off a ledge or what, I, I don't know what I'm trying to do here. It's just, I guess the, the point of it is that at the end of the day, Marcus Satterfield is going to be Nebraska's coordinator, whether or not Husker fans like it. I think you're trying to talk stuff into that. Yeah, here he is. He's going to be the offensive coordinator next year. Um, it was also interesting. He mentioned Elijah Robinson, who is the defensive line coach at Texas A&M. He was now named the interim head coach after Jimbo Fisher got, got uh, fired. Yeah, got paid. It's not even funny. He just got paid. <clears throat> Up front. Yeah, got paid. Uh, so with that, that, don't forget, Nebraska fans, that was a guy Nebraska was rumored to try to get to be as their D-line coach mm-hmm. over once Matt Rule got here. And he actually said it. He was straight up like, I tried to hire him, and he didn't want to leave AM. And so there you go. He was uh, trying to get Elijah Robinson here at Nebraska. But I no, think I, I'm okay just, with Nebraska's defensive line coach right now. Shout out to Pot Roast. I think I'm okay with it. Terrence Knighton. There he is. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, let's take our first time out. When we come back, we're going to dive more into some of the stuff that Matt Rule had to say today. Um, and then we'll also talk Husker volleyball. And then guess what? Nebraska men's basketball has a game tonight. Women's have a game tomorrow. Uh, but we'll talk more about the men's game tonight as they face Ryder. Uh, Ryder, a one-and-one team. They have beaten a college or a university by the name of Immaculata. Uh-huh. Immaculata. I, yeah, I've uh, not heard of them. Yeah, so they beat them early in their first game of the year and then got the the doors blown off to the by, or excuse me, blown off by number four Marquette uh, mm. last week. Yes, and so, that'll happen. Yep, that'll happen. Ryder so, was picked as the favorite in whatever conference they're in. Is that right? Conference. Yeah, I read that okay. somewhere. Uh, but you don't know the conference. I do not. Okay. So Ryder comes to Lincoln, uh, and he will they, they're not he. They will <laughs> they will end up playing the Huskers tonight. Tip off for that one's at 7 p.m. tonight. We'll talk more about that. Talk Husker volleyball and uh dive right back into football as well. 402 464 5685, the no the number to call and text. Love to hear from you guys the entire show. Uh, I definitely want to read. We have about 12, 15 texts or so. Um, and we'll we'll dive into all that and more when we come back. Right here on the happy hour. Shout out to Empire Fence and Netting for their support. As always, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on 937 the ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.